Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Here, right before we went on the air, this is a song that 
if you really think about it, you know how there's you got your favorites, and it sticks it sticks in your mind. And sometimes you know that could that 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 could be a bad thing, but in some cases that could be a good thing. And this one right here, ladies and gentlemen, especially with the anniversary we said we we uh, the, the anniversary we, we uh, uh, <clears throat> commemorated, we'll say this past Monday. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, two days later. You know, you still have that in your heart and have that in your mind. I mean, this 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 did happen, yes, 16 years ago. But the thing about it is, the thought is still forever was is, is will still forever be fresh in the minds of those that it affected, and of course, it affected everyone all around the world, not just here in America, where where of course it was, you know, where 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 of course where 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 it struck. But like I said, it affected everybody all around the world. This is when. The world, the world, world came out like I said. One voice, we will not go down. Basically, is my personal opinion. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead and <clears throat> we are going to go ahead and like I said, continue to do what we do best. Do, of course, as I said, 16 years ago, can show them and all that by continuing to do what we do every do what we do best. Of course, each and every day, and so we do so with <clears throat> honor and pride, indeed. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join us here this evening for episode number 68 of Outside the Ropes, please feel free to give us a call, 1724-444-7444, call ID 141-387-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything that J.D. or I do have to talk about here this evening, which, of course, will include, of course, the latest news from Ford of the Mania, because J.D. will have more updates on every on, on other topics going on here in, the, here in the pop culture scene, and also, of course, uh, we'll put JD in that hot seat one more time as they, as they get his fireproof suit ready for that for the hot seat movie trivia challenge. But let's go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and jump right on in here to it with some of the stuff going on here, uh, courtesy of our friends here at 411 Mania. Uh, let's see here. Um, first story will pop up here tonight. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure we can get pulled up here. Yes. Coming from Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. Uh, here is a first look at uh, David Harbour in the reboot for Hellboy. Hmm. Very interesting here. Let me. Uh... First images of David Harbour in Lionsgate and Millennium's Hellboy reboot have come online. You can check out the images are right here, of course, on this page. The movie begins shooting this month and stars Harbour alongside Ian McShane as Hellboy's adopted father, Professor Trevor Broderholm, also known as Professor Broom, Mila Jovovich as the villain, the Blood Queen, Sasha Lane as Alice Monaghan, Penelope Mitchell as Elder Witch Janita, and Daniel Day Kim as Major Ben Diamio. Neil Marshall is directing the film from a script from Andrew Cosby, Christopher Golden, and Mike Bignola. Let's see what we have right here. Uh, and it appears, like I said, if I can get pull double check here. But, uh, well, come on. Man. Okay. I think primarily it is just mostly, uh, it's just mostly, of course, pictures. Some good looking pictures here. Uh, J.D. reboot of Hellboy. I never thought we would probably be talking about this movie again. 
No, I mean, it was very successful for a couple of the sequels. I mean, Ron Perlman, Selma Blair, and all those people were in it, if we recall. However, now they want to do a remake. However, it just doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever, unless they have a plan, however, and a good script in mind. But we'll see what happens. Yes, indeed. And, uh, of course, uh, there is no word on when it will be coming out, but we'll keep you up to date here when we do get any more, uh, do get any more words, of course, about, about that here as well. Uh, give me just a moment here, folks, and we'll <clears throat> Let's see. okay. Uh, here is a here is of course uh, I am. Let's see. I have to go to another source because apparently my our, my uh, computer is kind of acting a little bit sluggish here. So we're going to give it another try to another to another source here, right here. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, here's here's another here's another here's another right here. Comes from Joseph Lee of and the Mania. It it sounds like here that actor Liam Neeson has announced that he is retiring from doing any action movies. Hmm. That's when we're going to bring this up right here. Sky News reports that Liam Neeson, that he is retiring from starring in, in action thrillers because of his age. He's had success in action films like Taken, The Grey, and A Walk Among the Tombstones. While at the Toronto International Film Festival, he added that the sudden surge of his action roles was, quotation marks, all a pure accident. He said the following... They're still throwing serious money at me to do that stuff. I'm like, guys, I'm 60 effing five. All this is our vision are going to go, come on. While he's not taking any more action roles, he still has two films of that variety coming up. The first is called Hard Powder, in which he played, in which he plays a snowplow driver fighting drug dealers. The other <laughs> is snowplow driver. A snowplow driver fighting drug dealers. That's great. Yes. The other is the the commuter, in which he reteams with director Jean Colette Serra. He's taken more dramatic roles now, including the upcoming Watergate film Mark Felt, the man who brought down the White House. Ooh. Felt was a former FBI official with the nickname Deep Throat, and was the Washington Post source in the scandal that took down President Richard Nixon. After that, he'll appear in Wid- Widows from director Steve McQueen. Uh, sudden uh, change here, J.D. What, what do you think about that? Two uh, biopic movies. I mean, could he pull it off, though, as Steve McQueen and as uh, Mark Feldhauer? I mean, we're going to have to wait and see how that folds are, but uh, uh, he has been an action star for quite some time, and uh, now he wants to get into more serious, dramatic, uh, very intense roles, and uh, good luck to him. I mean, he's a very good actor. He's uh, one of a kind, and uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. Absolutely, indeed, uh, Fine actor indeed, and like 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 JD said, we do definitely wish him the best in that. Let's see what we have here, um, and I'm gonna, there's one here, but I'm gonna let JD talk about that. It, it concerns uh, movie here, and he'll have I'm sure a box office report here in just a few moments. 
So I'm definitely I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave him to that because he he loves he loves doing that. <laughs> okay, have an update here. Of course, as you know, the Star Wars they're going to do an episode nine, uh, but the release date has been moved. This was this story came out yesterday from Ashish at 411 Mania. Star Wars Episode Nine release date moved to December of 2019. Star Wars Episode Nine will now be released on December 20th, 2019. The film was originally announced as having a May 24th, 2019 release date. As previously reported, it was also announced today that J.J. Abrams will now be directing the film, replacing Colin Trevorrow. He will also co-write the film with Chris Terrio. Uh, according to, uh, I believe, on Twitter here, J.J. Uh, Abrams to write and direct Star Wars Episode Nine, and also Star Wars Episode Nine scheduled for release on December 20, 2019. Well, J.D., the latest uh, change in not only, of course, the release date, but of course now that we finally find out who's going to be directing this film. Chinese uh, just yeah. If they're going to go out with a bang, they might as well do it in style. Yes, indeed, and of course. But, I, but I've got to mention this here, too. I mean, that I'm sure you probably heard the same thing I did, but um, that J.J. Abrams definitely got, for, for a lot of science fiction nerds out there, and I'll confess I'm one of them, too, but of course I never said anything here. Uh, but there was there was a lot of slack. A lot of people gave him a lot of slack for what he did to the Star Trek movies. And he's almost feeling that you know that they're doing they're doing the same thing uh, that they're doing that they're doing the same thing uh, with with the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do you kind of uh, what's your what's your take on that assessment there? Well, let's just hope they have a plan. You know, I mean, time will tell. But like I said, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think they just want to release them before Christmas because it'll be good enough for the kids. And even though. Some of the kids are still in school when the movie's coming out. However, I think they want to come out with a big bang, however, no pun intended, how to close out the like uh, the year, however, start a new year off with a bang, however. I mean, obviously, however, it depends on uh, if people are going to go see it. But like I said, at the same time, how I think with the change in director and uh, with some of the stuff coming out around the holiday, I think they want to get that uh, audience in, like I said, even though they still want to try Sorry, they want to get uh, people interested in the movie, you know, so... We'll have to see if it will work out, you know. Absolutely. Well, like the ladies who just reiterate Star Wars Episode Nine, it's scheduled to be released, like I said, in, in December the 20th. I believe December the, I said December the 20th, 2019, and J.J. Abrams. That's, like I said, that's coming out five days before Christmas, and of course you got the one that's coming out this year, obviously, with around my birthday, the eighth chapter of the series. So we'll have to wait and see how that all unfolds. Absolutely. It's spread them out like that. It's just amazing. But still, everyone is always intrigued as to, you know, how all this is going to unfold. So there you go. We are, I'll give you. We'll bring in one more story here. That will turn JD loose on a lot. I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff he needs. He wants to talk about here. So we'll turn him loose here in just a minute. But, but one more thing. This story came out yesterday, courtesy of Joseph Lee at 411 Mania. Uh, kind of a politics-related story. Ted Cruz's uh, Twitter account. Apparently, he liked a porn video on Twitter. Oh, I heard about this. Yes. This. TMZ reports that Ted Cruz is facing some criticism and mockery on social media after his Twitter account was caught liking a porn video. 
The video in question comes from the account Sexual Post. It pictures a blonde woman masturbating while secretly watching a man and woman have sex. Cruz's account liked the post late last night. Since then, the major news websites have picked it up, and social media has been making fun of him for it. Cruz's stance on porn is, re- is relatively clear, given that he's a religious conservative. He also once defended a Texas law that prohibits the sale of sex toys and spoke about against masturbation. Let's see if there's anything else here. He said at the time, there is no substantive due process right to stimulate one's genitals for non-medical purposes unrelated to procreation or outside of an interpersonal relationship. Cruz's senior communications advisor, Catherine Frazier, posted on Twitter about the incident. She wrote this. The offensive tweet posted on at Ted Cruz's account earlier has been removed by staff and reported to Twitter. Uh, well, uh, what else can we say about this here, J.D.? Apparently, uh, uh, yeah, what's your take here? Well, I guess Ted Cruz should have known better how or not to do something that stupid, but apparently he did how, and now he might pay the price, who knows, but, uh, Talk about a boneheaded move, and it's just absolutely idiotic and stupid in every sense of the word, however. Or a boner. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah so. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Here was, of course, my uh, with my side of the news here tonight. Let's go ahead and bring J.D. in and let's have sure he's got a bunch he doesn't talk about here. So, J.D., please go ahead and proceed and take it away. All right. As you did mention, we will talk about, obviously, the box office report here to start off this week, however. And we will tell you the latest box office report. The Stephen King movie, It, however, definitely grossed in quite a bit this week, however, and definitely made a splash, however, as it scared a lot of people, no pun intended. As a result, however, on a budget of $35 million in its first week, however, it grossed over $123.5 million, projecting the biggest opening for a non uh, fall movie. Meanwhile, Home Again with Reese Witherspoon dropped to number two, however, with eight and a half million, however. The Hitman's Bodyguard, which for the last three weeks has been the top movie, took a couple hits this week, however, but still is doing pretty well in its fourth week. It took four point eight million, however, and it's now on a made over sixty four point eight, almost sixty five million dollars on a budget of thirty million dollars within the past month. Interval Creation, however, also took a hit this week, however, finishing fourth with four million dollars. So far in five weeks, on a budget of $15 million, it's made over $96.2 million. And Wind River, despite getting mixed reviews from some of the critics, however, on a budget of $11 million, has made almost $25 million in six weeks. This week, dropped two spots as well, finishing the five spot with $3.1 million. Now, movies this week, however, should be good, however, including Kingsman, The Golden Circle, the sequel to Kingsman 1, which I did see, and that is a very good movie. So I'm calling forth Enchanting Tatum. Also, Jeff Bridges and others will be starting this movie. Meanwhile, however, Jackie Chan and Dave Franco, however, the brother of James Franco and friend Armisen, however, star in the new Lego Ninja Go movie, however, for you youngsters. Meanwhile, however, other movies this week include, however, Emma Stone and Steve Carell about Billie Jean King and, of course, uh, Bobby Riggs called Battle of the Sexes. That should be very good. Uh, also, however, Friend Request, a very intense role starring Britt Morgan will be out, however, as well. Other movies include Judy Dench, Olivia Williams, and Michael Gambon, starring in Victoria and Abdul, in which Queen Victoria strikes up an unlikely friendship with a young Indian clerk named Abdul Kareem. 
Jake Gyllenhaal, meanwhile, stars in Jeff Bowman, uh, stars in the movie Stronger, based on the true life story of Jeff Bowman, the ordinary man who captured the hearts of the city following the Boston Marathon bombing. Miranda Richardson and Richard Lane Jr. also star in this movie. And finally, Kirsten Dunst Howard stars in the very strange and very weird movie, Woodshock. So, folks, definitely we got some good movies coming out this week. And if I'm putting money on something right now as an early uh, candidate that could be uh, toppling, however, maybe last week's it movie, maybe it could be Kingsman, but you never know. At this point, Kingsman might have a tough uh, road to hold, however, because so far, we have heard so far, it has been a very, very successful uh, first week and a half for the new Stephen King thriller, It. You football fans, meanwhile, however, meanwhile, however, coming up tomorrow night, the Houston Texans will be taking on the Cincinnati Bengals on the very first Thursday night game of the season, however, at 8.30 p.m. in Cincinnati. Cincinnati last week led by quarterback Andy Dalton, coach Marvin Lewis, who has been receiving a ton of criticism, however, mind you, however, three interceptions last week and got shut out 20 to nothing. We'll see Deshaun Watson, the former Clemson quarterback, however, start in place of Tom Savage as Bill O'Brien, who has also been under criticism this week following his team's opening day loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, despite a very emotional game uh, last week, however, after what had happened a few weeks ago with Hurricane Harvey, however, mind you. Will be traveling to, uh, in, excuse me, is in Cincinnati tonight and getting ready for their game tomorrow. Of course, this Sunday night's game will be pitting the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons at 8:30, a rematch in the NFC title game. And this coming Monday night, however, it Monday night football, it'll be the Detroit Lions taking on the New York Giants. Detroit last week, of course, uh, did lose to the Arizona Cardinals in their home opener. However, I believe while well, the Giants got pummeled in Dallas, losing to the Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, they will be without star running back David Johnson for the next two to three months, however, as he had knee surgery earlier this week, however, I believe it was yesterday or today, but he will be out for most of the season, however, due to a knee injury he suffered last Sunday. View college football fanatics, however, we got a couple good games to watch out for this week, including a rematch from the 2006-2005-2006 National Championship game as the USC Trojans will be home this Saturday night taking on the Texas Longhorns. And for you Pittsburgh people, it'll be the Pittsburgh Panthers after losing their interstate rival to Penn State, of course, taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys at high noon this Saturday at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Uh, also this weekend, the Steelers will be starting their home season, however, as they will be taking on uh, the um, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota, of course, this past Monday won their home opener, however, against the Saints as it was a good night for Sam Bradford. The former Sooner quarterback had a pretty good night in the air, throwing for over, I believe, close to 300 yards or near around 300 yards in that game. And after the game, if that's not all, there was a shouting match supposedly held between Former Vikings running back and now Saints running back Adrian Peterson and Sean Payton, which got a little heated to say the least. Speaking of heat, however, there is no heat uh, stopping the Cleveland Indians, apparently. The team won its 21st game in a row this afternoon and continues to blow the mind of Major League Baseball in more ways than one, as now their streak has reached an unprecedented 21 games now, however, as they extended it to 21 this afternoon. Congratulations to the Tribe on that. And finally, however, let's see. I think I did see how are some other news real quick. If I can pull it up here. Just give me a minute here, folks. I am trying to find out something here. Uh, da, 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 da. Of course, this weekend we got, uh, yes, the, the apparently, however, let's see here. I did see, however, that this week the golf uh, 
team will be uh, on field as the BMW Championship will be taking place just outside of Chicago. Of course, earlier today, however, believe it or not, it was also announced, however, that the LPGA has canceled its event in China, the Alley Sports LPGA, which was set for October 5th and 8th in Shanghai, however, has now been canceled because of permitting problems. Tour Commissioner Mike Wan said earlier this afternoon, unfortunately, we have just received that the tournament was unsuccessful in obtaining, however, approval from the local district uh, district government, however. The hardest part about this news is we have a title sponsor, a tournament operator, and TV production group, and a host venue. We're all set to go. And speaking of uh, the thing, however, mind you, however, I believe, however, Jordan Spieth completed his bucket list, however, or early bucket list, shall we say, by becoming honored before the Cubs game last night, however. He threw out the first pitch before the Chicago Cubs game, however, as he is, of course, in town, however, for the big BMW Championship, which will be held in Chicago this weekend. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Great uh, great news there, indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, each and every Wednesday night, of course, the Iceman brings you the latest news uh, from, of course, outside the ropes each and every Wednesday night. Be sure, as I said, and always listen uh, listen to what he has to say here. Uh, some great news telling here, indeed, indeed. And, of course, we thank also for all the mania for also providing the uh, – Providing, of course, like I said, some some news some news tidbits there as well. Uh, and and, I, and normally, I said we bring a couple of little wrestling tidbits before Eleven Mania, but we're going to we're going to save that here for uh, for of course uh, wrestling debate and revolution here tonight uh, because we want to have time here, of course, for the, to get J, make sure JD has time to put on his fireproof suit so that way we can we can see how he does here with the, our movie trivia challenge here tonight. So. Compared to last week, where we had a new record, let's just say. Yes, and let's see, and we'll, we'll see how we're going to do with it right here. With I think it's maybe one I've done before, but of course, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to repeat them once in a while here because a lot of them we have done a couple times before, so that's that's quite all right. Okay, let's go ahead and take care of this here, ladies and gentlemen. 1 724 444 7444. Call ID 141 387 pound. This is episode 68 of WWS Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, September 13th, 2017. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw along with the Iceman JD Jerry Dirolmo back here with you tonight. Uh, <clears throat> also, we also had to, I will acknowledge one wrestling thing. I'm sure JD, you may recall what I'm talking about here for today being September the 13th. Uh, if you remember uh, 16 years ago, Today, which I'm sure this will be mentioned in the rest of history here, of course, later on, that 16 years ago here today was the first public assembly uh, since, of course, the tragedy of 9-11, and that was, of course, a smackdown in Houston, Texas. I'm not, I'm not too much mistaken on that. Um, I remember Vince McMahon coming out and making a very monumental speech, and, of course, Lillian Garcia coming on and uh, seeing... Uh, uh, the Star Spangled Banner, which was, of course, uh, one of the most beautiful renditions I have ever heard. Uh, this, of course, was also coming, I said, during the time when the attitude, I mean, at the invasion storyline was, was going on here as well. But everyone came together that night to, of course, show their support here for the events that took place two days before. So that might be, I'm sure that'll be mentioned in tonight's history and birthdays here tonight on Revolution. But I thought I'd go ahead and throw that after a little tidbit right there. I'm sure you remember that as well. So. All right, I think J.D.'s got his suit on here. Are we ready to go there, J.D.? Set. 
There you go. All right. He's ready to go here, and he's sitting in that hot seat. And is it burn a little bit, J.D.? No, not yet, though. Oh, okay. But it, but it might here in a few minutes. Uh, 21 questions tonight here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, about movie trivia from the past and the present. Let's see how J.D. does with this. And he's been, he's been very, very fortunate with these questions here. But uh, let's see how he does here tonight. All right, J.D., question number one. At the conclusion of which of the following four films did a narrator in voiceover caution against spoiling the film for others by saying this, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending? Was it The Crying Game from 1992, Planet of the Apes from 1968, Psycho from 1960, or Witness for the Prosecution from 1957? I'm going to say uh, A. It says a crying game, okay? And the answer is, it was, and I, this kind of surprised me, it was witness for the prosecution from 57. Huh. The, the narrator sp- said the following, the management of this theater suggests that from the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will divulge to any, you will not divulge to anyone the secret, the secret of the ending of witness for the prosecution. So I think they did a lot of that back in the day. I'm not sure, but I think they I think they kind of mentioned that. Um, question number two. In the remake of the popular Disney classic Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey from 1993, I do remember this movie, who was the voice of the cat named Sassy? Was it Drew Barrymore, Gina Davis, Sally Field, or Susan Sarandon? Which movie was this again? Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. It's a Disney movie. If I remember correctly, I believe it was Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, okay. The answer is, it was actually Sally Field. A female Himalayan cat named Sassy, voiced by Sally Field, was a male Siamese cat named Teo in Sheila Burford's original novel, upon which both the 1963 and 93 films were based. So they changed it to a... They changed it to a feet to from a. Uh, it was originally a male Siamese, but they they changed the cat to a female Himalayan. Okay. Question number three. Good efforts so far, JD. Excellent efforts. The crime drama Murder by Decree from 1979 was based upon which historic murder mystery? Was it Lizzie Borden, The Boston Strangler, Jack the Ripper, or The Zodiac Killer? I'm going to say The Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer. The answer is actually Jack the Ripper. The film Sherlock Holmes, played by Christopher Plummer, investigated murders by the infamous British criminal Jack the Ripper. Hmm. There's a Sherlock Holmes movie, apparently. I did not know that. In the film The Monster That Challenged the World from 1957, what monster was the title referring to? Was it Giant Crabs? Octopi, sea slugs, or squid? What was the question? And I heard the choices. But I didn't hear the question. The, the film, the, in the film, the monster that challenged the world, it came out in 1957. Oh, okay. I'm going to say what octopi. Monster was the title of, you're saying octopi? Okay. The answer is, it was actually sea slugs. Oh, okay. The misleading title referred to offspring of a giant prehistoric sea monster, ravenous blank, blank-eyed sea snails or a mollusk that sucked out one's life force. Ooh. 
That was creepy back back in the day. Mm. Question number five. Who played the notable role of a mute human primitive named Nova in the first two Planet of the Apes films? Was it Jacqueline Bissett, Linda Harrison, Yvette Mimol, or Raquel Welch? I'm going to say Jacqueline Bissett. Okay, Jacqueline Bissett, and the answer is Linda Harrison took the role of the suppressed mute and subhuman primitive Nova in the films. And, and I know these, these are they're starting they're starting to know here tonight here. That's interesting. In the early in, in an early 1960s film, what was the name of the giant Danish dinosaur-like serpent monster that went on a rampage in Copenhagen? <laughs> a behemoth, carnosaur, gorgo, or reptilicus? Ooh. If I remember correctly, however, I'm going to say Reptilicus. Reptilicus? The answer is, and you are right, Reptilicus. From 1961, the tale of the unconvincing prehistoric monster thawed, regenerated, and became a giant terrorizing acid-spitting dinosaur. And went on a rampage in Copenhagen, Denmark, out of all places, J.D. Ain't that something? <laughs> the yeah. dinosaur that ate Denmark. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a good title for a movie right there. Yeah, there, there, there you go. It may, it may, it's mark, it may, it may, it's mark on Denmark. Yeah. Sure. Okay, that's terrible. This one, I think, JD. I think this is more recent. I think you might get this one. Question number seven: In what film did Looney Tunes animated characters and basketball star Michael Jordan appear together? Space Jam. Didn't even need to say it. You said Space Jam. Yeah, it was Space Jam. It's a 1996 blended live action and animation. They're supposed to make a sequel next year, I heard, too. Huh. I I haven't heard when it's coming out. It might be out next summer. You never know. I would love to hear it. I would love to see it. Legendary, of course, legendary superstar Michael Jordan appearing alongside Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, and Speedy Gonzalez, among others. He appeared pretty much all. I thought every single Looney Tunes character Mm. you you ever saw was in it. Dan DeVito was in it. Uh, The guy who played Kramer was in it. Then, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yep. Yes, sir. And then, um, well, well, I remember the line from Dan Aykroyd. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Dan Aykroyd doing in this movie? Hey, perhaps I could be a some assistant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, was, he was, oh, Lord, Edward. Who directed the very first cinematic production of The Lord of the Rings in 1978? Was it Ralph Batman? Oh crap! I can't pronounce this. Baski, Baski, uh, Julie Bass, and Arthur Rankin, John Borman, or Peter Jackson. I remember it's in 1978, JD. I'm gonna say B. You wanna say Bass and Rankin? Uh-huh. The answer is, actually, it was that one I couldn't pronounce. That, uh, oh crap, Ralph uh, Baski. Yeah. Crap. Uh, he filmed The Fellowship of the Ring in the Two Towers. Both of which became the final animated film in 1978. His plan to become the final chapter of the trilogy, The Return of the King, never materialized. So he did two out of the three. At the end of the fanciful 1950 film, who was credited as playing the title character named Harvey, which was an invisible, over six foot tall rabbit? Was it Elwood P. Dowd? 
him, or was it Harvey himself? Was it Jimmy Stewart, or was it nobody? Uh, I think it was Jimmy Stewart, if I remember correctly. It was Jimmy Stewart himself. Okay, the answer is... Believe it or not, it was Harvey himself. Hmm. At the very end of the credits, an invisible Harvey briefly opened and closed the door, and the words at the bottom of the screen read, Harvey as himself. Hmm. Okay. That was a very popular movie back in that day. Which famous French... Question number 10, by the way. Which famous French director appeared at, at the spaceship landing site in Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind from 1977. Was it Jean-Luc Godard, Jean Renoir, Alain, uh, R-E-S-N-A-I-S, which I cannot pronounce, or Francois Truffaut? Francois Truffaut. Okay. The answer is, yeah, you're absolutely right. Truffaut played scientist Carl McComb at the UFO landing site in Wyoming in the science fiction film. Right. Question number 11. In the disaster film The Swarm from 1978, what was used to successfully avert the African killer bee invasion? Was it handheld flamethrowers, an immunologist antidote, pesticides, or portable warning sirens? I'm going to say, however, uh, oh boy, this is tough. I'm going to say flamethrowers. You're going to say flamethrowers. The answer is, actually, it was portable warning sirens. The vibration from the warning sirens, similar to the bees' mating call, lured them into an oil slick set on fire in the Gulf of Mexico. Hmm. Wow. Question number 12. What was the name of the giant metal robot bodyguard with a laser beam vaporizer in the film The Day the Earth Stood Still from 1951? Was it Gort, Kletu, Kronos, or Roman? Ooh, I'm going to say C. D is in dog? C. Oh, B is in boy. Oh, no, C is in cat. Oh, C. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Bring it up a little bit. B, C, and D sound the same to me. My yeah. apologies. You say Kronos. The answer is, actually, it was Gort. Lost uh-huh. Martin played the character of Gort, a super robot enforcer, while Klaatu Michael Rennie was an interplanetary alien messenger of peace. Uh, ooh. Oh, this is a great movie right here. I, I've, I've watched this about three or four different times. And it's on YouTube, by the way. You can, And I'll tell you what it is in a minute. Question number 13. Who directed the sci-fi sequel, 2010, The Year We Make Contact, from 1984? Was it Robert Altman, Peter Hines, Stanley Kubrick, or Robert Zemeckis? Ah, uh, great movie. And, of course, I'm going to say, if I, it's been a while since I've seen it, though, but I think if I remember correctly, I believe it was Kubrick? I think it was Stanley Kubrick. Yes. The answer is, it's actually Peter Hines. Ah, uh, it's been a while since he, he was criticized for creating a sequel to Kubrick's 1968 masterpiece, and also he served as both director and screenwriter for this movie. I don't know why it was such a great movie, huh? It's a piece yeah, I mean, of heart. It's a piece of cake. Cake. Yeah, 2001 was, 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 was one of the finest pictures ever made. This one right here may not be as grand as no, 2001. No, it was still good, though. I mean, both were great. Oh, it was, it was wonderful, yes. 
Which, okay, question number 14. Which classic 1950s science fiction film featured an appearance by cartoon character Woody Woodpecker? Was it Conquest of Space from 1955, Destination Moon from 1950, Rocket Ship XM from 1950, or This Island Earth from 1955? Ah, I'm going to say A. A Conquest of Space. The answer is, there's actually Destination Moon. Woody Woodpecker made a brief cameo appearance when he was introduced as one of Hollywood's best-known actors in a film to give a lesson on how rockets to the moon would work. Hmm. Question number 15. I think this is, this is uh, not as recent there, J.D., but I think you might remember this movie. You might remember this particular point. Number 15, as I said, what was the cop's name before he was transformed into an android police, peace officer in the film RoboCop from 1987. Was it Jones, Lewis, Morton, or Murphy? Murphy. And the answer is, yeah, it was Murphy. Peter Weller played the role of Detroit cop Alex Murphy, who was killed by crime lord Boddicker, played by Kurtwood Smith. Very good, by the way. And then transformed into the former RoboCop. What got me was, (laughs) was this guy here, Kurtwood Smith, uh, which I also know, I think he played the dad on that 70s show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he played this guy in RoboCop, and then uh, four years later, he played the Federation president in Star Trek VI. That was, that was amazing. That was amazing. Question number 16. How did the two stars, Charlton Heston and Eva Gardner, as husband and wife, perish in the epic disaster film Earthquake from 1974, was it they, they burned by fire? Did their car plummet off the highway bridge uh, to a collapsed building, or did they drown in floodwaters? Ooh, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I got to remember how I. I'm going to say drown in floodwaters. Drown in floodwaters. The answer is. You're right. They drowned in When the Hollywood Dam gave way, Heston and Garner perished in the floodwaters in an underground garage. Ain't that a darn shame? They never acted again. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That's just bad. That's just bad. Okay. That was yeah. bad, yeah. Yeah, it was bad, yeah. But I, 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 hey, I, I'm, hey, as a big man here, I admit that. Okay. All right, question number 17. The Oscar-winning best original song, The Continental, was from which musical-slash-dance film? Was it Flying Down the Rio, The Gate of Voorhees, Shall We Dance, or Swing Time? I'm going to say Swing Time. Swing Time. The answer is, actually, it was The Gate of Voorhees from 1934. The second musical pairing, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, climaxed with the Oscar-winning song, The Continental. It was the first instance that the Academy Award was given in the newly established category. They were a great pair back in the day. Question number 18. What type of airplane was the centerpiece of the fourth and final installment of the airport series of disaster films from 1970 to 1979? Was it a Boeing 747? Was it the Concorde, a DC-10, or a Lockheed L-1011? If I remember correctly, and I do, I think I do, I am going to say it was the Concorde. With the Concord. Okay, and the answer is 
Yep, yeah, that's, that's right. It was the Concord. In the highly unlikely plot of the Concord Airport 79, of course, from 1979, the Concord aircraft suffered numerous problems on various flights, including an emergency landing in the Alps. Oh, boy. <laughs> Question number 19. In the fabulous Baker Boys in 1989, what song did Susie Diamond, of course, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, sing for her successful audition to join the act of the two Baker brothers? Was it Can't Take My Eyes Off You, Making Whoopi, More Than You Know, or My Funny Valentine? Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Sure you can. <laughs> the answer is, actually, it was More Than You Know. Oh. To join Jack and Frank Baker, played by Jeff and Bo Bridges, the sultry Susie Diamond, singer number 38, sang a slow rendition of More Than You Know. Question number 20. We've got two more to go here, J.D. Which famous Los Angeles landmark was destroyed by a pulse beam from a saucer-shaped alien ship in Independence Day from 1996? Was it Disneyland, the Hollywood sign, the Library Tower, or the Santa Monica Pier? I'm going to say, however, the other one you just mentioned, C. You said the Library Tower? Mm-hmm. Okay, the answer is? Yeah, because I think I remember correctly, it did hit a tower, so that's for the Library Tower. The very tall downtown Library Tower, also known as the first Interstate World Center, renamed the U.S. Bank Tower, was zapped by the aliens. That's how that big thing in L.A. happened, I think, in the movie, too, was it shot Yeah, I down. think so, yeah. Yeah, and there were people on the roof, too, in that, too. Uh-huh. And the last question here, J.D., which of the following was the only, which of the following actors was the only one to receive an Oscar nomination for the musical The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas from 1982? Was it Dom DeLuise, Charles Durning, Dolly Parton, or Burt Reynolds? What was the question? And I have this movie too. I've seen it. Which of the following was the only one to receive an Oscar nomination? If I remember correctly, I think it was uh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. The answer is actually was Charles Durning, the governor. Somebody, somebody somebody a little bit bigger than Dolly uh, Dolly Parton's. uh, Never mind. Anyway, Charles Durning received the Best Supporting Actor nomination for his role as the governor. The film told about efforts to close down a, a Texas cat house run by Mo, Mona St, uh, Stangley, who was played by Dolly Parton. Yes, indeed. And see how he did? JD did impress. He got seven right. So he, he did very, very well. Very, very well indeed, JD. Very good. Very good. Uh, we've got six minutes here left to go here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and bring this back here in one more time. 1724 Call ID uh, 141387-POUND. This is episode 68 of Outside the Ropes here. This is Wednesday, September 13, 2017. Mr. WWUS Chad Hinshaw and the Iceman J.D. Jerry Geronimo join you here. Uh, this is a program we know here, of course, later on tonight. Actually, in about 35 minutes, uh, <clears throat> J.D. will, of course, join King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Blackwood W. Show Lynn Dodds for WWS Wrestling Debate, of course, as the NWO of Madness Kingdom. We'll, of course, talk about some of the latest wrestling uh, news and news and views out there, including, of course, uh, more about what happened on Raw. I'm sure a few little things about what happened on SmackDown last night. And a few other little wrestling stories here making the rounds here as well. And there'll be a whole lot of big-time debates and discussions here. So be sure to join uh, 
Gerard, Michelle, and Gerard, JD, and Michelle for wrestling debate here in about 35 minutes right here on Talk Show. Call ID 139925 pound. And then, of course, from 9 to 11, I'll be back on with WWS Revolution. Of course, our live video feed tonight will be from, let me find that here. I uh, just had that here. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, well, I just had that here. Uh, well, shoot. Um, don't you hate it whenever you have something and you don't know what you Anyway, like I said, uh, we are supposed to have it here. Uh, I do I do believe it will be coming from, if I'm not mistaken here, folks, and I could be wrong on this, uh, uh, it, should be, it should be coming from our group dedicated to uh, the NWA, uh, NWA US Built on Tradition. Uh, if, that, that is not, if that is not correct, of course, uh, we'll, get, we'll definitely get, we'll definitely, like I said, uh, uh, try to get everyone keep everybody in the know about that here coming up here really, really soon. But of course we're talking about the latest wrestling news and views and also the latest history and birthdays. And of course uh, our thoughts and opinions of what took place on SmackDown last night. And also of course uh, a few other little uh, wrestling extras and more little topics that we will definitely share of course and all. Coming up here of course from 9 to 11, 138055 pound for that. Of course the phone number is always as we say 1724 Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.